Welcome to this episode of Gartner ThinkCast, where the world's leading analysts and thought leaders discuss the hottest, most important business and IT topics. These podcasts give you the latest insights, best practices, and informed predictions to help solve your immediate challenges and build a better long-term strategy. For more great insights from our analysts, check out our webinars at gartner.com webinars. And listen to ThinkCast episodes at gartner.com podcasts and on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating. Now it's time for this week's ThinkCast conversation. Take a moment to think about all you have on your agenda, both for today and strategically. Okay, now breathe. It can seem pretty daunting sometimes, right? Now, multiply it exponentially. Mike Brown is the Vice President of Information Technology for ExxonMobil Global Services Company, the global energy giant and one of the world's largest and most successful companies. You can imagine the IT initiatives and challenges that cross his desk each day. So how does he keep it all straight? And more importantly, how does he help keep ExxonMobil moving forward in this rapidly changing business climate? Essentially, what's his CIO story and how can it help you craft yours. Mr. Brown will be offering his insights to his fellow IT leaders as part of Gartner Symposium IT Expo in October. He's graciously given us a few minutes of his time now for a preview of sorts. Mike Brown joined ExxonMobil in 1980 as a process engineer at the former mobile corporation's Paulsboro, New Jersey refinery. He has since held a wide range of positions, helping the company maximize its IT resources and facilitating growth at each stop. He assumed his current position as Vice President of Information Technology for ExxonMobil Global Services Company in July 2011. Mr. Brown is now responsible for ExxonMobil's computing and telecommunications services. Hi, I'm Scott Smith, and we have Mike Brown on the line from his office in Houston. Mike, welcome. Great to be here. I have to tell you, I was feeling really pretty good about this job until when I listen to you describe how big it is, now I'm starting to get a little worried. <laughs> well, that's our job here at Gardner, putting everything in a global perspective. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now that you've heard your job description, we've certainly all heard about ExxonMobil, but I was hoping, Mike, that you could give us some more insight. You formed your centralized IT organization about a decade ago. Could you tell us more about your organization and your role there? Uh, happy to. We wound up bringing together all of the diverse IT organizations across the entire company. As people will understand, we're the largest privately held integrated oil and gas and chemical company in the world. And the scale of our operations and the diversity of them geographically is second to none. And when we brought all of those groups together, there was certainly a lot of consolidation activities to take place. And over the first five years of our existence, kind of the period between 06 and 2011, I would best characterize it as building a solid foundation. We wanted to focus on being a reliable and cost-effective organization and delivering a standardized set of technology offerings. And we wanted to make sure that we really focused on operations excellence and process vigor during that time frame. In 2011, when I came into this role, 
it was very clear that we had been doing a very good job in terms of being secure, reliable, and cost predictable. However, it was also clear to the leaders of our corporation that we had an opportunity to think about the value creation opportunities of technology in a different way. And that, you know, how did we position ourselves to focus on workplace productivity and start bringing in leading edge technology to help our business win in the marketplace? And as I look forward to the next five years, it's clear to me that we need to continue to push the boundaries of IT to leverage all of what digitalization has to offer ExxonMobil to create unique and sustainable competitive advantage. As I look back and look forward, it's clear that each leg of our journey has and will be transformational. Our business used to see IT as a back-of-house operation, as a cost center. It's very clear at this point in time, however, that our business sees us as a key strategic partner and helping them create value for our shareholders and our customers. That last statement right there, Mike, really speaks to, again, the the way technology can disrupt in a very good way any industry, any type of organization. Uh, And yet in the energy sector, it's an especially volatile sector from the sense of the pace of change, the way things change, and the impact really of just about it feels any global incident or trend on what you do and how technology applies to it. What is most impacting your industry and service area today for you? Well, it's very clear that our primary business in terms of finding and extracting natural resources is under significant duress as the value of our primary products are at certainly far lower points than they had been historically. But at the same time, because of our integrated business model, other pieces of our business, such as our chemicals, lubricants, or refining businesses, are faring, in general, better than our upstream business. But if I take a look at our overarching business, despite the fact that our primary revenue streams are depressed, we see technology when coupled with our corporation's long-term focus as being a key part of our solution going forward. It's very clear that when I speak to our senior leaders, they view our focus on efficiency as being necessary as part of helping the corporation during these troubled times. But the flip side is, is that they also see us being part of the solution in helping the company become more efficient in our primary business lines and also become far more effective in our primary business lines. So while many of the folks that I chat with in our industry see this as being a very challenging time, and I understand that, but I also see this as being a very exciting time in that I think the capabilities, this exponential growth in technology capabilities that's taking place across the entire spectrum of technology, for those companies that approach it right, 
we have an opportunity as a company to thrive in this environment. Let me build off that, taking that forward uh, look there, as you say, a chance to really impact things and help the company thrive even more. Uh, what do you see coming up in the immediate uh, future and, and a little longer term there uh, as you move toward that role? Well, if I could just maybe back up and maybe give a little bit more detail on the last question and, and then go forward. I think that there's broad forces that are out there that are impacting the way we deliver IT services in that our focus around basic operations excellence, which we have, you know, have been doing historically, and this new strategic partnership that we have with the business has near-term been centered on increasing workforce productivity of all of our 100,000 users of our systems around the world. And by starting with the basics of improving services, it's allowed us to make you know, dramatic you know, 1.5 to 1.7 million fewer calls to a help desk per year. It's allowing us to reduce cycle times for delivery while introducing automation and the reality is, is that as we stand here today versus where we were five years ago, we are able to deliver far more functional IT capability with less resources while at the same time making dramatic improvements in customer satisfaction scores. As these improvements have been taking root, we've been able to introduce next generation capabilities in the area of analytics, as well as improving processes and enablement of business innovation. These efforts have been recognized by the business and have been foundational for us to be able to have a conversation about what happens next and what's the immediate future and beyond. And when I talk about kind of what's taking place near term and beyond, it's important to put things in a historic perspective for us. In 2011, we conducted a detailed strategic assessment of our IT portfolio that spawned 185 initiatives across our IT portfolio to improve. These initiatives have largely been completed, and it's allowed us to make this foundational change. So as we take a look now, we recognize the criticality of not just technology and technology changes, but the, how important our people are. And throughout the course of all of these changes, we have been continuously focusing on what I refer to as the criticality of leadership and articulating to our people a bold and exciting new future. In my mind, any time an IT organization can be linked to and close to the core value proposition of the enterprise, it's extremely exciting to the organization. And we now have an IT organization who understands that we're here to help the corporation find, produce, and sell energy via leveraging state-of-the-art technology. And when people realize that, frankly, they wake up in the morning and they can't wait to come to work. 
And when we have that type of culture, I would tell you we're positioned well to help the corporation adapt rapidly to new technologies and understand how we can specifically make those technologies work within our corporation. Our guest right now is Mike Brown, Vice President of Information Technology for ExxonMobil Global Services Company. And Mike is going to be speaking at Symposium IT Expo in October. And I have to tell you, Mike, after listening to that last answer, I think you were in the planning room as Gartner devised the theme for this year's conferences because it's indeed lead 360 driving digital to the core. So I want to look at each side of that answer and really each side of the concept that Gartner is talking about, which is leadership and the impact of technology and taking those in kind of reverse. What are your biggest challenges, your most pressing priorities from a technology standpoint? Well, I could take you through the details in terms of, you know, it's a large industrial firm. We take a look at the convergence of what people refer to as IT and OT or, you know, operating technologies, the whole issue with regard to the transformational impact of big data analytics. And as we start moving into machine learning and cognitive um, computing, the impact in terms of automation and development of autonomous business processes. And how do we scale those types of opportunities across our manufacturing and supply chain? Those clearly represent massive opportunities for us. And, but I would also say that it's very interesting in that we need to increasingly look everywhere and engage all of the talent within our organization with regard to innovation with regard to market surveillance and the need to, on one hand, how do we drive the types of standardization in terms of reference architectures, the standardization in our back-of-house activities, what many people are to refer to as DevOps? How do we standardize at the core, differentiate to add value, and at the same time, be able to deliver with agility and speed. So internally, those are the characteristics that we need to have. But and when I take a look at the, my opening comments with regard to ITOT analytics, et cetera, I can't think of a more exciting time than now to be an IT professional in a large enterprise. I was struck in one of the earlier answers by a couple of phrases you use simply because of the the stereotype, the reputation of IT is always just kind of keep the lights on, connect things up, a very technical, for obvious reasons from the past, but viewpoint. And yet you specifically stressed the importance of people, and I love this phrase, the criticality of leadership. What are, as you move forward and talked about taking the greater role there, what are your biggest challenges and most pressing priorities from that leadership standpoint? I would tell you that as a IT leader, and not just me in my position as the overarching leader of our organization, but frankly, each and every person that works with me in a leadership role, what I stress is how important is it for us to have a clear, compelling, and inspirational vision for our organization. For us, We've 
worked our way through a very clear articulation of what are our aspirational goals as an organization. And we didn't just go through and articulate those and put up a poster or put out an email, but rather we've gone through literally hundreds and hundreds of workshops, online jam sessions where we've engaged in a dialogue globally with our organization so that there was clarity with regard to where we were going, what we needed people to do, but most importantly, why we thought this was important. And most leaders do a very good job of articulating where they're going and what we need people to do, but they don't necessarily do as good a job as they need in articulating why. In that, that's how we win hearts and minds. And when people understand where they're going, why they're going there, and what's expected, you then end up truly getting alignment of the organization. And anyone who's worked with me over the last several decades, here's the same phrase over and over again, which is my fundamental belief in alignment as a force multiplier. In that when we have an organization that is aligned around our aspirational goals and they believe in them in both their heart and mind, they will amaze and surprise you as a leader with what they're capable of delivering. I want to stay on this topic of leadership and take it from an even broader aspect. You were talking about in the changes you've seen, certainly speaking to, I think, the broader changes for IT across business, and that's moving from that backroom role to more of the forefront as technology touches essentially every part of the organization, which really leads into that Gartner Lead 360 idea. How are you using a 360 vision to lead change in those multiple directions you were referring to, the questioning, really fixed perspectives, bringing on that change and imagining new digital possibilities, really new ways to put that technology to use and take the enterprise in completely new directions that maybe many in the business wouldn't even see right now? Well, as we started off with, ExxonMobil is a large and complex organization with many different business processes and objectives. And therefore, are accustomed to dealing with a degree of uncertainty in order for us to provide the right types of winning solutions to each of our business partners. And while our Emmett vision provides overall guidance in terms of focusing on our, our customers, our quality, and delivering solutions, it's equally important that we foster innovation and new ways of working with our business partners. And it truly requires us to have a deep and intimate relationship with the business. Too often, IT organizations become focused on delivering backbone capabilities efficiently, and we need to do that, but we also need to take advantage of our deep and intimate knowledge of our core business value propositions, coupled with our understanding of technology, technology trends, and their applicability to our business. And by bringing those together, I believe that we can come up with unique 
IT applications to our business that no third party could do. So if you would have talked to me a few years ago about a whole issue with regard to a vision around IT and the whole way in terms of where we need to head, I would have talked about the need for us to have IT strategies for each of our business lines to enable them to fulfill their business strategies. In a world of exponential technology change, it's very clear that that's no longer an adequate approach. In a world in which technology is literally filling the cracks of everything, and it's kind of part of the fabric of everything you do, we now are in a world where technology or IT professionals need to be a member at the table of developing business strategies because in many ways we can help to inform what optionality we have for each of our businesses. And the critical issue for us is to develop IT professionals that can operate in those crossroads, that have that intimate knowledge of technology and intimate knowledge of our business and create magic at the intersection of those two. Mike, I want to come back to impacting in um, the, the business strategy in a moment, but you had used a word earlier, uh, alignment, and really we're in an environment now where everyone must operate in a more agile, aligned uh, state for the organization to innovate at digital speed, really utilizing digital business. How are you driving digital to the core of your products and services? You alluded to it a bit there, but could you expand on that? Well, I would tell you that digital is a word that gets used all over the place. And the reality is, is that I think from my perspective, people are thinking about that in either too simplistic a way or too much of a IT manner. And what I mean by that is that people need to have a core fundamental understanding of workflow, of technology capabilities and how to re-engineer, how to simplify, and how to rethink business capability in a world of digital enablement. And so it's not as simple as just applying technology, but rather fundamentally rethinking workflow. If you cycle back into the 1990s, people were talking about, you know, kind of the um, work process re-engineering and kind of what I refer to as the Michael Hammer revolution of business thought process. And we followed that up with, you know, ERP systems, whether they were SAP or Oracle or other ERP solutions. And the reality was that what we were doing was we were automating transactional workflow based upon technology limitations as they existed at the time. As we start thinking about digital capabilities today, it's enabling us to fundamentally rethink the possibilities of digitalization of the knowledge worker, of how do we utilize analytics to 
support knowledge workers and decision support, of how do we use the combinations and intersections of mobility, of connectivity, of new form factors, coupled with analytics to rethink supply logistics, to rethink workflow in our manufacturing environment. And when I talk about this not being a pure technology play, I mean that from a perspective of when you went back to the ERP work of the 90s, it wasn't a pure technology play, but rather a fundamental understanding of transactional work activities and how to apply technology to that. As we sit here today, the opportunities are limitless and far grander than they were back 20 years ago when we began the ERP revolution. Well, let's build off it right there, going back to the idea of the strategic, uh, influencing the strategic business, uh, the business strategy, excuse me, in that you're right, and yet the new role for IT, you've talked about it throughout here, is that chance to be there at the forefront, not just, hey, here's the business strategy, and you have a solution, how can we automate what we've been doing? Now it's, here's the technology, how can we apply it to do something different to grow the business? How are you driving business performance, and influencing strategic business change? Well, what it requires for us is IT professionals who've got both capability and credibility. For us to have that credibility, it required us to really make a step change in how we're delivering base IT. So, When I talk about those 185 initiatives earlier, part of that was us truly looking at our workflows, how do we simplify them, how do we automate them, and how do we apply technology to how we run IT. As a result of that, our number of reliability incidents versus two years ago is down by 30%. As a matter of fact, for three years in a row, we ended up seeing year-on-year reliability improvements in the range of 30% per year, year on year. That allows the people in the business to look at IT as people who deliver and deliver competently. That brings credibility. The next step becomes one of how do we truly have that intimate knowledge of what they do? And for us, what that has meant is we typically, on any given point in time, have 300 to 350 people IT professionals out on full-time loan to the business. It means that we've got literally dozens of people any given day out doing job shadowing assignments. We end up having people go out for weeks at a time for internships. And our idea here is how do we grow that intimate knowledge of what they're doing in the business so that we can apply that technology that's out there in the real world. A couple years ago, I used to refer to it as that we need to become experts at the enterprisation of consumer IT. And I think these days it goes beyond just the enterprisation of consumer IT. There is now a groundswell of new types of capabilities that are available to the enterprise. I want to shift back to something we've been talking about, even within the course of that answer, and you're talking about training, you've been talking about preparing 
uh, your team to help on the business side. Uh, you talked earlier about the importance of people, and really there's two sides I want to address right now. We both know that you can have the right vision, the right technology, but if you don't have the right people, it's all for bust. At the same time, we're talking about change, which while everyone talks about embracing it, sometimes it can go right up against culture, and that's a big part of being uh, the leadership equation too. How are you developing, Mike, the talent and culture of your organization to embrace digital transformation? Well, first off, I couldn't agree with you more about the criticality of people. Oftentimes, I wind up um, talking to my peers when they are looking at these challenges. They look at it in terms of, well, do I have the right people that can rise up and meet the challenges of tomorrow? It's my belief that when provided with the right leadership, the vast majority of your people will be inspired and rise up to meet that challenge. Consistently, studies show that organizations with passionate, engaged employees consistently outperform their competition. When I talk to our leadership within IT, our top 100, 150 people, I oftentimes share with them the following story where I wind up, I ask them in a group to raise their hand if they have ever worked with a coach, a teacher, a supervisor, a manager of some sort who wound up inspiring them as an individual and a team to deliver at a level of capability that they never thought possible. And without exception, when I do that, everybody in the room raises their hand. Somebody, they've always been touched by a leader who brought more out of them than they thought possible. And my question to them is, don't the people that work with and for you deserve that same leadership from you? And when we lead people the right way, and then we align their skill sets and capabilities with the needs of the organization, I have yet to see a circumstance where the people in our organization don't amaze us with their delivery. Now, that said, I recognize that there are people that this degree of my expectation of you wake up in the morning and you can't wait to go to work, that's maybe not for everybody. And for those few people, then maybe they need to go do something different. But I don't really start with worrying about the 5 to 10% who can't rise up, but I want to inspire the 90% that can. In many ways, what that means for us is that we then need to rethink our training and development. We need to invest in our people. We need to align our training and development programs and our skill set development with the needs of the future. But what I would tell you is whatever skill sets you think you need today, they won't be relevant in 10 years. You know, the last time I could do any programming was Fortran and COBOL, and I'm not sure that there is a great demand for that. But what I can tell you is I think that if you're inquisitive, passionate, want to learn and want to make a difference, those are skill sets that are timeless. 
Mike, at the outset of our discussion, I'm thinking might have had some people saying, okay, I'm interested in what he has to say, but let's face it, I'm not going to deal with the challenges or the issues or even the technology infrastructure or staff of the scope that Mike Brown has to at ExxonMobil. And yet I'm figuring that as we've gone through our discussion, listeners have started to see of various organizations, various sizes that, wait a minute, at the core of the issues are really ones we're all dealing with. How to apply our data, how to utilize analytics, uh, how to use technology to grow the business, to transform digitally, managing people, and so forth. It really at the core is the same. The scale might be different, the size might be different for many of us, but the issues remain the same. What advice then would you give to other IT leaders, to those listening who are facing similar core challenges? In order, what I'd say is first start with the basics. You need to make sure you've got a solid foundation to build upon. You need to have a transparent relationship with your business. For us, what that meant was deploying an approach called technology business management, which has allowed us to drive cost transparency into our operations. It's allowed people in the business to understand in a clear, transparent way the cost and value that they get from their base IT. And it then allows you to have a value dialogue and not just a cost dialogue. While you're building that foundational capability, that cost transparency with the business, you also need to be building a passionate and inspired workforce. For us, by no means are we done, but we've really have focused on creating an ecosystem for innovation. We've worked hard on engaging our creative staff at a grassroots level. We do a lot of things that perhaps many may not think of in terms of doing the equivalent of we've got another trademark thing, so we don't call it Shark Tank, but we basically do Shark Tanks around the world. We allow our people to come up with new and innovative ideas that ultimately become projects that they get to go work on. So we've been, you know, working the fundamentals, working people and people engagement. And then lastly, no matter what business you're in as a CIO, the criticality of understanding your business the value proposition for the business and bringing them solutions and opportunities for them to win in the marketplace will build upon itself in a way such that rather than what starts out as a push ultimately becomes a pull. Mike, thank you so much for your time and more importantly for such a great, uh, thoughtful, insightful, and really inspiring conversation. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, great to have had a chance to spend some time with you and looking forward to seeing everybody in uh, Orlando in October. We should have some fun there. Mike Brown is the Vice President of Information Technology, ExxonMobil Global Services Company. He will indeed be presenting at Gartner Symposium IT Expo in Orlando this October. To find out more about the insightful sessions and speakers awaiting you at Symposium in Orlando and other sites around the globe, go to the events page of Gartner.com or contact your Gartner account executive. I'm Scott Smith. Thank you for listening.
Gartner is an impartial, independent analyst of the information technology industry. All content provided by other enterprises is expressly the views of those enterprises and the speakers. The information should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of said enterprise's products or services. And that's another episode of ThinkCast from Gartner. Let us know how we're doing and what you'd like to hear more of by emailing us at gartnerthinkcast at gartner.com. That's gartnerthinkcast, all one word, at gartner.com. And don't forget to check out the Gartner webinars at gartner.com slash webinars. And look for more of our ThinkCast conversations at gartner.com slash podcasts. You can also listen and subscribe to Gartner ThinkCast on SoundCloud and iTunes. And make sure to rate us so we know how we're doing. Thank you again for listening to ThinkCast. Thank you.